What is up, everybody? What is up? Are we live? We are live. Oh, and, a little late, uh, but we're here. Yeah, it's a little late, but you know we're ready to bring the heat, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This is the Cash Geeks Network. We come live to you every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time in our Facebook group. You go to Facebook.com, search the Cash Geeks Network. You find our group, or you go to YouTube.com forward uh, forward slash Cash Geeks. And guys, we're ready to bring the heat. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m., some facet of retail real estate, real estate investing, wholesaling, flipping, and uh, every which and where in between. And tonight, we have an ultimate eye-opener, is, is, is what I like to call. Dude, I'm excited. Individual. I'm, I'm very excited. excited. Um, we've got Nate Hare, and I'm going to bring Nate Hare on, and I'm going to let him tell you what he specializes in. Bring him on in, Morn. Nate, what's up, man? How are you, dude? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Doing good, doing good, man. Um, so, Nate, um, from what we understand, you you work with NewView. You work with IRAs. I'm sure there's a, a facet of self-directed IRAs and a, a way for people to make boats, boatloads of money. And I'm sure they, they're really eager. They're really eager to hear what you have to uh, to drop for us tonight. Yeah, um, I'm always excited to share kind of what I've learned over the you know past couple decades, uh, specifically when it comes to retirement accounts and how retirement accounts can be invested into real estate and basically eliminate Uncle, Uncle Sam from ever touching your profits. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So yeah. yeah, that's what a lot of people um think of and and you know we hear of an industry, hey, buy stuff in, inside of your um self-directed IRA accounts. So that you don't, you know, those are for your retirement and all the profit that you make in there is tax free, right? Um, or ways to do it. Or ways to do it. Yeah. Ways to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the interesting things is um, there's all sorts of IRAs and even non IRAs, uh, basically accounts that you can use as tax shelter that can all be used to fund real estate deals in a variety of ways. Uh, but the, the key is all the accounts that we handle at Newview Trust Company all have tax shelter to them. So if you're looking to get to retirement earlier, the best way to do it is to keep more of your profit, not make more money, just find out how to keep more money. And one of the greatest ways to keep money is, is to use, you know, IRAs, HSAs, 401ks, and understand how they can be invested into whatever it is you want to invest in. Real estate, just one option. But I like real estate because that's kind of where I started my career. Yeah, I think that's super key because what a lot of people don't understand is, you know, everyone wants to go out and make more money and you have to figure that out. That's super brand new when you can just look at what you're already doing and try to figure out how to keep more of what you already have. Right. And it just really takes knowing who 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 can help you to figure that out, who can help you to do that rather than, you know, doing double shifts at work or figuring out this hack on the side, this whole new learning process that can take years um, to, to make an extra income stream. And then you feel like you're making more money and you're losing a whole lot more of your time. Yeah. I would say, you know, the, the savviest investors are not the ones that make the most money. They're the ones that keep the most money. Uh, yeah. So if you can find out how to do less deals, but keep the same amount of profit or do more deals and keep more profit, that's yeah. really the game changer. And, and that's really what I learned working in the self-directed IRA industry is that, if you understand retirement accounts or these tax shelter vehicles that are available to everybody, 
You can literally eliminate, not defer, eliminate taxes from your life, regardless of your investing in real estate, stocks, or cryptocurrency. Doesn't right. matter. Yep. Yeah. So, Nate, for people watching um, who don't know who Nate Hare is, don't know what New View Trust is, um, can you tell us a little bit about um, you, what exactly it is that you do? What is New View all about? Sure. So uh, right out of college, I knew I wanted to do something in real estate at what capacity I was too young to know. Um, so I started out, you know, the traditional means of getting into real estate. I went to real estate school, kind of learned about real estate there, ended up you know, being on the financial side of real estate. I was always good with numbers. So I worked uh, for big banks and small banks as a uh, you know, residential loan officer, um, did that for about a decade. But in the meantime, I was buying and selling my own rental properties. I had 17 rental properties at one point. It, the money was good. I didn't really like being a landlord, um, but I liked the money side of it. I liked the financing side of it. I liked being the bank, uh, whether it was my company's money or my own money. I loved the financing side of it. And it wasn't until 2012 <coughs> that I found out that there was this whole world that I had never known about. No one ever told me about. Um, and that's just using retirement accounts to fund real estate transactions. Uh, now, with my uh, IRAs today, I actually use my retirement accounts to do hard money loans to real estate investors. I found that I make better returns that way than investing in the stock market. Most people do not know how to use their retirement account to be a hard money lender or even use their retirement account to buy rental property. But uh, all of it's available to us. You just have to find a company that's willing to hold the asset you want to buy. So for anybody who's not familiar with, with self-directed IRAs or NewView, you can have an IRA at Fidelity and they'll let you buy stocks and bonds. You can have an IRA with NewView and we'll let you buy anything the IRS allows. There's no restrictions. You have no handcuffs. Mm. The only catch is you have to tell us what you want in your retirement account and we'll sign off on the investment. We'll close in the name of the IRA and hold it for you. Um, but it's life-changing for somebody who is knowledgeable about real estate. They're going to make more money in their retirement investing in that versus investing in stocks or bonds or whatever it is somebody else tells them to invest in. So that's what NewView Trust Company does. They allow We allow for our clients to invest in what we call alternative assets, things outside of the stock market. And one of our biggest asset classes that we hold in our clients' retirement accounts is real estate. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, for people that don't entirely know, like why should someone buy real estate with their IRAs? Why, why is it so lucrative for, for people to buy real estate in their IRAs? So there's a couple different, uh, I would say, uh, considerations you would want to make before you buy real estate in your IRAs. First, <clears throat> if, if you're knowledgeable about real estate, um, you're going to make better returns for yourself investing your retirement into what you're knowledgeable about. Now, if you're not knowledgeable about real estate, what are you knowledgeable about? Are you knowledgeable about, crypto, knowledgeable about cryptocurrency, mineral rights, oil and gas leases? Uh, these are all investment types that we hold in our clients' retirement accounts, but our clients are using their knowledge as an investor or their life experience to use as an investment vehicle for their IRA. So they don't invest in stocks because they don't understand stocks, but they invest in real estate because they understand real estate. 
So that would be the first reason I would say gotcha. real estate makes sense in an IRA. But if you look at you know real estate compared to your trip, your typical investments that you see in a retirement account like a stock, I'm not calling stocks bad, but one thing that stocks uh, uh, don't give you is they don't give you income streams. You don't get rents from stocks. You, you buy stocks at a low point and hope to sell it high. But at the end of the day, they're also not tangible. It's not like you get the stock certificate in the mail and you know what you have. All you have is interest in a publicly traded company that could go bankrupt tomorrow and you'd be left with nothing. The thing I like about real estate, even for our clients that are not by quote real estate investors, the reason they like real estate in their retirement account is A, it's tangible. A rental right. property, you can drive by it, you can touch it, you can feel it. Real estate's not going anywhere. It's the largest segment of our economy. So I would say if you're not invested in real estate in some capacity, you're missing out on the largest segment that there, that's available to us, which is, which is real estate. But if you look at the most conservative levels with real estate, it has its ups and downs, but it's always going to appreciate anywhere from 5 to 8%, depending on the, where the market's at. You're always going to have the ability to rent those properties out if it's in a good area. And when you do that within your IRA and all the profit goes back to the IRA, you pay zero taxes if it's done right. And you can buy and sell as many rental properties within your IRA and never have to pay a dime of capital gains tax ever again. So there's wow. tax advantages to doing it. And I just like real estate because it's tangible. There's multiple income streams and it's not going anywhere. Yep. Super attractive. And Nate, if you don't mind, let's break down exactly what an IRA is for the people that are not familiar with that. Yep. So an IRA is it's an individual <laughs> retirement arrangement. Some people will just say an individual retirement account. Uh, there's several different individual retirement accounts you can set up. You've got your traditional IRAs, you've got your Roth IRAs, you've got your, your SEPs, your SIMPLES, your 401ks. Uh, we even have at NewView, we have health savings accounts and, and education savings accounts that are tax-exempt vehicles for, to pay health expenses and education expenses. All those types of accounts, by, by definition, they're tax-exempt trusts. You put money in them, you find investments, but the fact that they're tax-exempt is where the real power in, in them lies. So right. with your IRAs, your individual retirement accounts, they're tax-exempt. You can buy and sell 100 homes in an IRA and pay no capital gains tax. Um, and if you do it in a Roth IRA, you'll pay no taxes on the distributions either. So uh, to answer your question, individual retirement accounts are, you know, they are what they are. They, they're all governed by the same set of rules. The only restrictions you're going to have with an IRA is, is who is the custodian of the IRA. They may restrict you based on what they want to hold. At NewView, we have no restrictions on what we'll hold. We'll let you own anything in the IRA, but if you go to a Fidelity or Charles Schwab, they're only going to allow you to hold the traditional stuff. So that would be the only difference between a, I guess, a Fidelity IRA and a NewView IRA. Got it. And then what about, what if someone only has a 401k right now and they're interested in what you're saying <clears throat> and they maybe want to become more involved? Is there a way to convert that or can you speak Possib on that? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. So most people, they start their retirement, I guess, uh, roadmap with a 401k or some employer plan that they had at a job that they worked at. If you're still working at the company that set up your 401k and you're still working at the company that's putting money in there, um, 
you might have a hard time moving that money while you're still employed. You can always call your employer and ask them if you have what's called in-service rollover options. It just means technically you're in service with the company, but they'll let you roll some money out. Most plans are going to hold you back or restrict you from moving money out while you're still employed with them. But once mm. you have separation of service, once you leave that company, you can, you can decide to roll that 401k into an IRA at any custodian. It just really depends on what you want to invest in. So uh, we have a lot of clients that have old 401ks that they roll over to Newview because they want to buy a rental property or they want to do a loan to a local real estate investor. Um, but typically you have to have that separation of service before you roll it into an IRA. Right. I gotcha. And one other thing I was curious about, because earlier on we had an employee here at our company and you know, it seems like it's every Tuesday, like clockwork. He's like, Hey Dom, who's going to be on the show tonight? And we said, Hey, it's going to be Nate here. He's going to talk about um, IRAs and how to possibly self-direct your IRA to use real estate to make more money, help shelter taxes, et cetera, et cetera. And he's interested in it, but he's, he's really nervous about it because it's a risk that he's not familiar with. So I think the more familiar he becomes with it, maybe the more eye opening it'll be for him. So for people like that, is there a way to take like part of your 401k and contribute it to an, uh, an IRA and self-direct it to test the waters or whatever the case may be? Yeah. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, is that most of our clients do not just park their entire retirement with us. They just have a retirement account with us, whether it's an IRA or we even have 401ks at Newview. Um, but what they use us for is to hold the alternative assets they want to buy. So, for instance, most of our clients will have maybe one or two rental properties administrated by us, Newview, in their Newview IRA, but they'll have, you know, another you know, 100, 100 grand over at Fidelity that, that owns their stock. You're actually not limited on how many IRAs you can have. You can have as many IRAs as you want uh, spread out amongst different custodians. And that would probably be actually the most advisable way to invest is because th that's the way you get diversification by having right. some of your <clears throat> portfolio in paper assets and some in hard assets like real estate. I gotcha. Are you allowed to wholesale out of your IRA? So wholesaling is an interesting one. So wholesaling, because of the nature of wholesaling, um, there are some, I guess, there's some opinions that people would say you probably don't want to wholesale in an IRA. And, and it's for this reason. In the eyes of the IRS, the IRS has some restrictions as to what you as the IRA owner are allowed to do with your IRA. You're the fiduciary to the IRA, so you have to find it good investments. That's your job to your IRA. But there's a fine line between finding in investments and extending services. Wholesaling is one of those weird ones to where is it an investment or is it a service? Because you're not really owning anything. You own a contract, right? No. But is, very, it, is it a tangible investment? There's a lot of people that would make the argument, well, if I put a property under contract with my IRA as the buyer and my IRA gives the down pay or gives the earnest money, what if I decide the best solution for my IRA is to wholesale that contract to another individual? Well, it's hard to argue that case that if you're just using your fiduciary responsibility and saying, I want to wholesale this contract versus close on it, then that might be a, a viable investment. I would just right. be careful if you're just wholesaling in an IRA, an IRS right. agent, if they really want to pick on you, might look at that and go, those aren't really investments. You're just extending your service as a real estate professional right. to help your IRA, you know, grow without yeah. actually owning anything. 
So um, there's some there's some gray area, I would say, with wholesaling. Okay, okay. Uh, would I advise someone not to do it? No, I would just consult with a, you know, <clears throat> uh, a an advisor or, or a professional that can advise you one way or another. I think the best way is to just mix your investments up. Uh, mm. Is it wrong to wholesale one contract in your IRA? No, but are you going to fly under the radar by having a mixed bag of investments? Maybe I have mm. a loan to a real estate investor as one deal. I've wholesaled the contract here. Maybe I own a rental property here. Right. It'd, it'd be a hard argument for somebody to say you're extending a service when you have a variety right. of investments like that. No, that makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, is it a little more clear if you buy the property and you sell it a, a week later for a profit? Yeah, that's clear because uh, that's a that's real property, right? It's defined what about as real same property. Same day. Same day. I mean, there's nothing wrong with flipping it same day. The only thing you just got to be cautious of is um, the IRS could deem uh, flips anything sold, you know, uh, under 12 months as a uh, quote dealer property. But again, you're mm. back to that, you know, argument. Well, <clears throat> maybe it was just the best decision for my IRA to flip this property the next day because I can make a profit. I don't think anybody's going to come hunt you down for doing that once or twice. If you do right. 30 of them, you might be asking for somebody to, to sniff around and look at it. And right. does it make right. it prohibited? Is it something wrong in an IRA? No, it's right. just if you do it at a level where you're doing 30 a year, they might just consider that business activity and not buying and selling real estate. Hey, so, Nate, what if, what if I buy and sell 30 properties, but I move in them and live in them for one night each? Then you're really, you're really asking for an IRS agent. With, with documented <laughs> videos of him moving in. Me and my, and my life partner is an IRS agent. <laughs> yeah, the, actually, one of the one things you don't want to do is actually move into the property your, your IRA owns. I guess. So, yeah, mm. anything in your IRA has to be an investment, investment. property. Oh, has that to be makes for sense. investment purposes. Yeah. So, yeah, no living in the house, but you can, you can flip as many rentals as you want. I gotcha, gotcha. I gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. So, um, what is, I guess, one, one of the things like the, the biggest challenges that, that you see, right? Like, um, with, with, you know, you go to a lot of networking events, you talk to a lot of people, um, and people are coming at you asking you questions. So when they go to set up their IRA accounts with you guys, what are some of the challenges that you help them overcome? I would say one of the biggest challenges, it's, it's really a niche product. You know, even though the ability to buy and own real estate in an IRA has been around since the mid 70s, um, it's not something that people do or, or were taught in, in school. So it's always the right. you don't know what you don't know. So I think that the biggest challenge, especially for people who are just learning about it, is it's the fear of the unknown. You know, yeah. um, how does it work? Uh, I would say for most clients, after they do their first investment, then it starts to make sense. Oh, that's how that works. Okay, that wasn't that difficult. Some people even say, you know, buying real estate in an IRA is difficult. It's not difficult. The thing that's difficult is buying real estate sometimes because there's there's moving parts with real estate. Yeah, there's title yeah. insurance. There's, you know, pissed off people. There's, you know, buyers and sellers and brokers and dealers and insurance. And when you want to have your IRA in, in, in that process, then you have to have NewView, you know, sign the documents and deal with the title company. So people just associate it as being tough. It's not tough. It's just that real estate has more moving parts. It's not as easy as, as buying a stock. 
But I would say for the most part, most of our clients, once they go through their first transaction or once they go through their first alternative investment and they, and they see how it works, then we, we find that people move more money over to NewView from their Fidelity accounts and do more of it. Right, right. Okay, that's awesome, man. So I think it's awesome. Uh, Debbie just asked kind of like a question that people probably ask you in this stage. Um, and Debbie's asking, what's the process to start an IRA account with NewView? Or Very a easy. IRA? Yeah, you just, uh, you just email us. We have a private email that we uh, have, we give out to people. It's uh, IRA specialists with an S at newviewtrust.com. Uh, it's spelled N U V I E W trust.com. <clears throat> if you send an email to us, I, one of my team members will get back with Nick. you and all it's, a, all it is is just filling out an application and giving us a copy of your ID and we can have it established in 24 hours. Can you repeat that email, please? Yep. It's IRA specialists. So it's IRA and then specialists with an S at newviewtrust.com. And our website's N-U-V-I-E-W-T-R-U-S-T.com. You send an email there or you could just go to our website and find the email address there. You'll get quick service and that's it's really easy to open an account and the steps are open account, fund it and find what you want to invest in. And then we take over the rest. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. And then we're going to, we're going to put the email up also um, so that everybody can see it on the, um, the bottom of the screen here. Um, awesome. Awesome. So what does that process look like once they've sent you the application, they send you a copy of their ID? Um, what's the next step after that? The next step after setting, getting the account established, which is actually takes really fast, it's, it's really fast, um, is getting the account funded. So there's three ways to fund it. You can transfer a little money over from your existing IRAs. That's, that's the most common way that clients fund their new view IRA. Typically, transfers take three to five business days. Um, it's not a timeline of ours. It's usually a timeline of the custodian that's sending the money to us. Uh, or you can do a rollover from an old 401k. If you've got that separation of service, you can roll a 401k or a, maybe you have a 403b or a 457 plan. Those can be rolled into an IRA as long as you have a separation of service. Or you can just do it the old-fashioned way, just make a contribution. You can put money into a new view IRA just like you can put money into a Fidelity <clears throat> IRA. Um, you know, that works if you're doing smaller investments because there are contribution limits. Um, but those would be the three ways. As soon as you open the account, you fund it by transfer, rollover, or contribution. And then once the account's funded, that's when, you, that's, that's when the work takes place. Is that's when you find, tell us what you're going to invest in. Is it a rental property? Is it a note? Uh, is it an investment into a syndication that's, that's buying an apartment building? There's so many different ways that you can invest into real estate. And I would just say this for all those creative investors, any real estate strategy that works outside of an IRA works inside of an IRA. So you can, you can use your imagination as to, you know, how you can use leverage on some of these, you know, interesting real estate tactics. And I'm talking, and I don't know how deep you guys get with your audience, but you know, buying so property deep. subject to, you know, owner financing, sandwich leases, you know, all that stuff works in an mm. IRA. The only difference is you just have to work with a custodian that's familiar with how to fund those types of investments with the IRA. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> hey, uh, Nate, you also mentioned earlier HSK. Can you explain what that is? The HSA? Oh, HSA it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have two accounts that are actually non-IRAs. They're not retirement accounts, but they are tax exempt vehicles that you can use. 
The most common one that people know of is the HSA, which is the health savings account. Oh, I guess. In, in some regards, it's even better than the Roth IRA. A health savings account is first, it's just a savings account you have in conjunction with your health insurance. So as long as you have what's called a high deductible health plan, HDHP, you can have a HSA. Uh, the HSA, most people have their HSA with like a Bank of America or a Chase. And what they do is they just put money in it because you get a tax deduction by funding it. And then they just leave the money there and then just take money out of it to pay for prescriptions, you know, acupuncture, holistic medicine, uh, dental, vision. They take the money out of the HSA tax-free to pay for those things. Most people don't realize before you take the money out, you can invest that. You can invest your HSA into real estate. Um, mm. I do loans. So I, I do loans secured by real estate. That's, that's what I like to do. I, I don't deal with toilets. I don't deal with tenants. I just have good borrowers that pay me interest. And on every one of my notes, the lenders will read my Roth IRA, my HSA, which is my health savings account. I have a 401k. And I also have two ESAs, which are the education savings accounts for my nieces. All of those are listed as, as uh, basically participants in the note. It's just a fractionalized note. But the key to that is when my borrowers make interest payments back to NewView, those interest payments get split pro rata amongst those accounts. So the portion of gotcha. the profit going to my retirements for later down the road, the portion going to my HSA, I can take out tax-free to pay for health expenses. And the portion going to the education savings accounts for my nieces, that could be taken out tax-free the very next day to pay for tuition, computers, books, and all of it is completely tax-free dollars. And you call that an ESA? An ESA. It's, yeah, it's, it's a covered, it's actually a CESA, C-E-S-A, Coverdell Education Savings Account. It could be set up for any child under the age of 18. Uh, that's the only education savings account that could be self-directed. Uh, I've seen people, you know, put, put some work in, and do some magic in a, in a uh, ESA. I'll just give you a quick story. I have an investor out, out in Arkansas, started with a $500 ESA for his son, bought some small plots of land, uh, flipped some small plots of land, combined some plots of land, all with this $500 and ended up making well over $100,000 over a couple of years, all in his son's education savings account. But the key to that is, that $100,000 that was made will never be taxed, provided he uses it to pay for education expenses for either that child or any of his three children. So he's got college paid for for all his kids, completely tax-free dollars. Wow, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 yeah I, uh, you, you might have a customer. I've, I have three kids in private school now. so uh, And it can get expensive, right? It already is. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. So it doesn't matter how long it's in there. It can be put in and taken out pretty, pretty quickly thereafter. Yep. So as soon as you make the profit is as soon as you can take the money out to pay for their qualified, their, their qualified out of pocket uh, education expenses. And those are expenses from pre-K all the way through college, even vocational school. So if they don't go to a traditional four year, they go to vocational school. You can use the funds in there. Uh, to pay for anything that's a qualified expense, and qualified expense is really broad, um, and it lives all the way until the child is age 30. So if it gets to uh, a point where the child that you have that account set up for is 30, and there's no other expenses to be paid, you just transfer the beneficial ownership down to whatever your next child in line is and use the extra money to pay for their, their expenses if you want. 
So it, it's very easy in how you can transfer the, uh, the benefit to other children as well. That's super interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. What if I decided to homeschool my kids and in my homeschool is very expensive? What happened? <laughs> yeah, no, certain homeschool expenses are also covered as well. Um, if, if you want to look at the entire list, there, there actually is IRS code that, that kind of uh, labels the entire list. Um, at the end of the day, what I, what I tell people is not every expense known to man is, is in the code. So you just use your you know, best judgment. Uh, sure. I would say if it passes the smell test, you know, pay it. Uh, obviously, a trip to Vegas, you're probably not going to you know, get that by the IRS that you took your kids to Vegas for an educational experience. Uh, but, you know, anything that's going to be education related, tutoring, homeschooling, most everything is going to be covered, you know, under that uh, definition of a qualified education expense. Mm. I'm taking notes, Nate. Yep. It's it's Jeez. it's amazing stuff. I mean, if, if more people knew how to use these accounts, well, A, the IRS wouldn't like us very much because they, they like us to pay taxes. Um, but these are, you know, great vehicles to, you know, really save for retirement, but also pay for current needs with tax-free dollars. And you start finding that you're, you have the ability to keep more money if you understand where to use the money from. And these IRAs and HSAs and ESAs are a great tax shelter to do that. What, what is the most common tax bracket percentage from your pers uh, perspective? Most common tax bracket as a, like a personal tax income tax bracket. Just from yeah, the clientele that's associated with you guys. Um, you know, they're probably even a if it's a range. Bit, I would say most of them are just right there, smack in the middle. We don't, you know, the self-directed IRAs. It, it's really a, I would say, kind of a blue-collar IRA, if you would right. say. Right. Um, you know, most of the people that have retirement accounts with us, they have W two jobs. To be honest, they still work nine to fives. Uh, they just like the ability to invest their IRAs into alternative assets. So, you know, we don't have, you know, many millionaires or billionaires that are clients of ours. We just have mm -hmm. working, you know, mom and pop, you know, small business owners. You know, it could be our, the, the variety of our clients is, uh, you know, everywhere from we have clients that are four years old to clients that are 94 years old. Uh, it just depends on, you know who's setting these accounts Man, up dude. for them and how much they understand about them. It's easy to sell those four years old, those four year olds. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no but, I mean, I, I told the story in my training with the staff today of a, uh, a client that we have who's a grandmother. She's a real estate investor. She's retired now, but she set up a self-directed IRA for her great granddaughter at the age of four. Um, and how does a, how does somebody at four have an IRA? Well, uh, grandma put her picture on the book of uh, like a book that she sold to her students her great-granddaughter paid her a modeling fee in order to have her on the cover of the book. The modeling fee was coincidentally the max contribution to a Roth IRA that year. So grandma put $5,000 in her great-granddaughter's Roth IRA in a self-directed Roth and then invested that Roth uh, on her behalf. And, and by the time that child was nine, she had a $75,000 Roth IRA. Wow. Thanks, grandma. That's awesome. Yeah, That's a good grandma. grandma, the real estate investor. Thank I'm going to so have much, to call Grandma. my grandma after this. Uh, yo. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so earlier you said most people roll over um, when they start an IRA and they have to make their, their initial contribution. Most people roll over from other IRA accounts or 401ks or whatever. Is there, and then you mentioned 
some people also just do a general contribution that's limited. So is there no limit from what you can roll over from other um, retirement accounts? Correct. So there's no limit on how much you transfer or how much you roll over. Um, there's also no limit on how much you convert. That's something that we like to teach. I, I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but uh, a lot of clients will take, you know, say a traditional IRA from Fidelity that's, you know, just making them, you know, small returns. Um, and then they find a, you know, great real estate deal. And what they do is they'll transfer their traditional IRA over to NewView, but then they'll decide to convert the traditional IRA to a Roth. We actually teach a class about mm. the considerations before doing that. Um, but the whole thought process in that is if I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy a, a tangible asset that's going to be here for a while, that's going to appreciate, that's going to have renters, um, do I want to pay taxes on all of that profit and all of that income or would I rather pay taxes before I make that investment and have all those uh, income streams available to me? So what a lot of people do is they convert existing traditional IRAs to a Roth IRA first in NewView, and then they use their Roth IRA to buy a rental property. The beautiful part about that is if you can have a Roth IRA that's been open for five tax years and you're above the age of 59 and a half, every distribution you take from your Roth for the rest of your life is tax-free and penalty-free. So if you think about that, if you own a rental property in your Roth and you've had the Roth for five years and you're above the age of 59 and a half, Every time the renter pays rent to the Roth IRA, you could just take that rent right out to yourself tax-free and penalty-free for the rest of your life. Now, quadruple that. You know, We have clients that own 10 or 12 rental properties in a Roth IRA. They're living a pretty good retirement simply by holding real estate in a Roth and living tax-free off the qualified distributions right. they have because they've had the Roth open for more than five years. And the, the, the houses continue to appreciate. They can still buy and sell. They can sell property and, and buy new property in the Roth IRA, but they never have to pay a, da a dime of tax ever again on the distributions because they have the seasoning requirements uh, for wow. a Roth IRA. So, Dude, so that's huge. Powerful stuff. Two, yeah. two quick questions uh, to clear this up for some people. So the first question is, <clears throat> does the IRA have to be open before they turn 59 half? And the second question is, does the real estate have to be put in the IRA before they're 59 and a half? The, uh, the answer is no. So you, you don't need to be 59 and a half uh, to open the IRA. We have a lot of clients that will open their first Roth IRA into their 70s. Um, and the reason they do that is because they've had this traditional IRA and they may own rental properties in the traditional IRA, but they're tied up, tired of paying taxes on the distributions. You know, you can still take distributions to yourself, but they're taxable every time you take it out of the traditional. Right. The other thing that happens with the traditional IRA is at 72, they force you to start taking money out of it. Uh, so mm -hmm. you, a lot of people are forced to sell property just because they owe Uncle Sam. Well, some people right. decide, I'm tired of paying Uncle Sam. I'm going to convert this, pay all the taxes on what it's worth now and convert it to a Roth IRA in the ages in, in their mid seventies that stops your required minimum distributions. It stops the taxation on the rental income coming in. Um, so it, there's really no time frame as to when you open a Roth IRA, but there is always going to be a five year seasoning from the time you either open it or convert it that you can take your earnings out completely tax free and penalty free. So there is a little mm -hmm. bit of, you do want to get ahead of the game um, and at least do it and, and wait five years before you start taking out some of the earnings so that's tax free. Right. That makes right, sense. Right, right. No, that's awesome, man. That's huge. Yeah. And, and I mean, 
so you mentioned you have to kind of evaluate if I do convert this over to a Roth IRA, I am going to be paying the taxes now. So you have to make that decision on should I pay them now? Um, or, or what, what would be the, you know, the, I guess, other option if, if it doesn't make sense to pay the taxes now? The other option is pay it later. So mm -hmm. it's either pay it now or pay it later. Um, the, the, you know, the concept is if I have a small bucket of money, I'm going to make it larger. Do I want to pay on the small bucket or make it pay it on the large bucket? Right. Um, right. so when, it, when we talk about conversions or anytime I talk about conversion to a client, it always has to do with the investment. What is the investment? Is the investment, uh, good enough to where the paying the taxes now makes more sense? If you, it's always going to be based on the investment. So here, I'll give you an example. If somebody is their investments a CD, right? CD, I call it certificates of depression. Uh, the, the return is so low, uh, you know, nobody even notices them. I mean, it's less than 1%. So if I had $100,000 in a traditional IRA and I had a, a CD giving me 1%, would I pay 30% in taxes to convert it to get 1% tax-free return? No, I'd never do it because my break-even, I'll never see the tax-free return based on the taxes I already pay, I'll be dead by the time I actually see right. that, that return or that break even point. But we have clients that can do that can buy a property and flip a property and make 30% on one flip. Um, I, I, I've known people that make, you know, 40, 50% on a flip. Yep. So if you have a traditional IRA, if you're going to make 30 or 40% in eight months, just by buying it and flipping it, shouldn't you pay the taxes first before you buy it and flip it? Because if you pay the taxes, and let's just say you're at a 30% tax bracket, but you have a now, now a Roth IRA, you flip the property in the Roth IRA and make 30%, well, that's your break-even point. Now you've, you, your, your investment just paid for the taxes, and everything beyond that point is all ching, 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 ching. It's all tax-free from then on out. So um, the two biggest considerations is what's your investment and what's your recovery period? Basically, when's your break-even point between paying the taxes and, and reaping the benefits of the tax-free return? Wow. I gotcha. Um, and, and, and on that note, um, you say people are flipping inside of their, of their IRAs. Are people able to get hard money loans and put the down payment from their IRAs and then leverage that? Great, great question. And this is one of the one of the secrets that I've learned that not a lot, not a lot of people know about. Your IRA can leverage bank financing to help buy property. There's mm. banks out there that have IRA loans. It's not Chase. It's not Wells Fargo. It's not Bank of America. But if you go to banks like North American Savings Bank is one of the largest national lenders. Uh, their website's NASB.com. They have loans for IRAs. Uh, First Western Federal is another one. I think their website's My IRA Lender. Um, there's a whole slew of them. Um, the only difference with these banks is it's an asset-based loan. Your IRA doesn't have credit. Your IRA doesn't have income. So right. they just basically qualify you based on how much uh, does the IRA have to bring to the table as far as right. a down payment. Right. Most of the banks want at least 35, <laughs> maybe 40%. So you got to put a little bit more skin in the game. But what yep. it does allow you to do, it allows you to either A, buy more property, with just down payments instead of paying all cash or buy a property you couldn't afford because maybe you only have 40 grand or 50 grand uh, in your IRA. Um, right. There is, and I don't want to get too far in the weeds, there is a, a tax that kicks in just on the portion you borrow. 
but uh, and I have classes online that teach about this. It's not it's not a tax you should be scared of, just aware of, because if your strategy plays out right, even that tax can be eliminated or minimized, you know, through the through the life of your IRA. So the answer is the quick answer is yes, your IRA can borrow money. It can get bank financing. And if the strategy is done right, you know, you, you can end up, you know, quadrupling the return. Uh, you, you increase your cash on cash return by using, utilizing bank financing. Right, right, right. Oh, that makes sense. No, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's huge. And, and the reason I brought that up is because we've, we've wholesaled properties a ton to um, buyers who are using their, their um, IRA accounts. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you guys always have to sign off on it. Um, and then we've bought properties from people that, you know, own it in their IRA accounts. Yep. Um, and then you guys sign off on the sale and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. we've experienced that firsthand, you know what I mean? Um, as far as on the back end, you know, just us selling properties to investors, um, and, and they've gotten loans, you know, they've gotten investment loans, um, hard money loans for flips and they're buying the property under their IRA accounts. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, another way that people buy, I guess, finance property is is uh, buying property subject to buying property with financing right. already on it. That's a, yeah. that's actually a great strategy in an IRA because it takes very little out of pocket from the IRA. And if you if it's already financed through somebody else's means of financing, you know, that could be a great strategy long term if you can get that mortgage situation, you know, handled for them. Right. 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 No, that's awesome, man. Um, so we're getting here to the tail end. Um, I just wanted you to shout out again. How can people get in touch with you? How can people learn more from you and um, contact you guys to get, get started setting up some IRAs? Yeah. So the, the easiest way to do it is just email us. Uh, I have a private email. It's called IRA specialists at newviewtrust.com. It's IRA specialist with an S uh, at newviewtrust.com. It's just our website. N-U-V-I-E-W trust.com that goes to me and my team of IRA specialists. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, perfect. Great. Perfect. And where are you guys based out of? We're based out of, or, or just North of Orlando, uh, Florida, <clears throat> but we have clients all over the country. We've got about 15,000 clients now and, uh, over $2 billion of assets under management. Uh, wow. so we've been doing this a long time. Um, so if, if you need a, a veteran in the industry, uh, don't hesitate to email us or give us a call. Awesome. awesome. And is it okay if they have any questions whatsoever and if they don't already have an IRA or a 401k or anything, is it okay to engage with you guys at that email address? Of course. Yeah, of course. We love to have having these conversations. I've got a, a team of uh, young, uh, awesome I- individuals who, who man our IRA specialist team. They're always interested in talking to people, whether you're a client or not. Awesome. Okay. And then you guys have events and trainings that you guys do on this stuff, right? Like conferences? We do. Yeah. So we do a, a Wednesday workshop. Um, it's free for anybody that wants to attend. You can just follow us on our Facebook page to get notifications on that. Uh, you can watch the uh, the replays on YouTube. I'll just give an example. We have a, a tomorrow, we have a client of ours uh, who's actually going to give his success story about how he took his $50,000 IRA that was in traditional stocks and bonds and when he moved that over to a self-directed IRA and bought real estate, he turned it into a $3 million uh, IRA in, in roughly a short amount of time. But it, it, it was all because of, of real estate. Real estate is what changed you know, his, his retirement portfolio. Uh, we do those every Wednesday. We also do uh, big 
networking events, networking and educational events about every six months. It's called their, our investor retreat. We just did one in January. It was a great success. Had about 300 people there. And we have our next one coming wow. up in July. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Cool, bud. Well, I appreciate you coming on um, and sharing everything. I know some some of this stuff can be very detail-oriented and get in the weeds, and it's just very um, exciting to see how intricate um, you can get and figure out how to creatively not pay you know, as much in taxes well, yeah. um, in, in different ways through different types of IRAs or not even IRA uh, retirement accounts or um, sheltering accounts and stuff like that. So that's awesome, man. And, and thanks again for hopping on. Um, anybody watching, if you guys have any questions about this, please reach out to Nate. Um, he clearly is, is a specialist in this and an expert in this. Um, so let him and his team take care of you. I know we'll definitely be reaching out to you. Um, and thanks again, man. Yeah, he's an IRS specialist at newview.com. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate the time and uh, love to be again. Thanks so much, awesome, man. We man. appreciate you. Peace. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Good night, everyone. <clears throat>